Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Blue Wire. You're totally frozen. What about now? Hello? I hear you now. The little bars by your name are, are red. Oh. That's probably not a good sign. That, uh, that is not a good sign. Okay. I'm going to stop recording and then I'm going to start again just in case. Okay. I would not be surprised if Kyrie Irving was, in, was a QAnon believer. Yeah. At this point, yeah, between the anti vac and like the flat earther, there's not a whole lot I wouldn't believe about him. And who knows? Maybe it's just like an elaborate prank and he just likes being a contrarian head. It's not the best grift. <laughs> no, it's not. not. And like, why would Kyrie need to grift? Isn't he like a max level player? Doesn't he make like well over a hundred million dollars a year or not a year, but in his contract? <laughs> All right. God, it's so depressing. Yeah, like, it's upsets it's, me. It really is. Let's get into it. Let's talk yeah. about our feelings. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a three, two, one. Yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, this is our last episode before, like, basketball things start happening. I'm so excited. Jazz have media day on Monday, Monday night. I'm flying to Vegas for jazz training camp. And then it's boom, boom, the preseason and regular season are right around the corner. This summer was so. Yeah, man, it was so hot and it was so smoky. And the way the jazz flamed out. See what I did there Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of let a bitter taste, you know, and. The, the smoke has kind of dissipated in the valley. The leaves are changing. I wake up and there's that little bit of chill in the air. And that is a sign of good things to come. And my body and my soul are ready for NBA basketball again. Oh, I'm so ready for it. The first topic that we want to hit today, let, let's get the, the last bummer hopefully of the summer. See what I did there? Hey, (laughs) out of the way. There's a Rolling Stone article that came out and it pretty much described that there's, you know, an anti-vax section of NBA players that has been pushing against the NBA, trying to make a vaccine mandate. Uh, There are already vaccine mandates for certain arenas that players have to play in, namely New York and San Francisco for the Nets, Knicks, and Warriors. You know, when that kind of stuff comes up, the stars that are in those cities are going to be front and center in those conversations. And so we got Kyrie Irving, (laughs) who he was not talked to for this Rolling Stone article. It made it seem like everyone that was asked about Kyrie's vaccine status or anything surrounding Kyrie's vaccine status everyone was real cagey about it and 
and it does note that Kyrie has been has been liking conspiracy theorists posts on Instagram that include I was yeah, I have it I have it pulled up here I can read the paragraph please do it says Irving who serves as a vice president on the executive committee of the players union recently started following and liking Instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies are implanting vaccines and a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a quote plan of Satan. The, this Moderna microchip misinformation campaign has spread across multiple NBA locker rooms and group chats, according to several of the dozen plus current players, hall of famers, league executives, arena workers, and virologists interviewed for this story over the past week so it's not just Kyrie. like the the article makes it sound like this is a, a bit more of a pervasive problem right and i mean we've talked about you and i greg have talked about this stuff before like i i don't blame any person of color for not trusting government pushed plan for medical testing vaccines like i get it there's yeah. there's rightful fear there like a satanist cabal trying to track people is a bit of a reach yeah i would say that a satanist cabal um is a lot different than like what happened you know, to the 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 people of tuskegee and you know things like mk ultra right Here's what's hard, and the the article in Rolling Stone points this out. It's this is hard for me to wrap my head around. Is when the the NBA made the bubble, they followed every rule of science mm-hmm. possible, and the players were incredibly on board. It was it was this really collaborative effort. And everyone was really skeptical, but you know, the, the word from the NBA was like, if we follow the science and we try our best to be safe, we could come out of this safe. And they left the bubble with zero players testing positive for COVID during their time in the bubble. That's, and to me, like, that's the thing that's like the most disheartening and, and what's going on in the NBA can be used and like extrapolated out as a microcosm of what's going on nationwide and worldwide is that there is a proven method right. to combating and, and overcoming this pandemic, you know, and we've seen it work, you know, not only that, but there is now a readily accessible vaccine. And I'm not saying that the vaccine is foolproof, but it has proven that, a, it helps you not contract the COVID at the rate you would if you were unvaccinated. And if you do contract COVID, your ability to fight the disease is much higher. Uh, and, it, and it's just, it's frustrating to see the, the sheer amount of misinformation and people digging in their heels. And especially when there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it seems like there are just large swaths of the population who are running away from that light. The most frustrating part is that the, you know, it's, I'm not one to really back like the big corporation almost ever, you know, or, but the NBA and the NBA as a business is, you know, it's not a pretty thing most of the time when you look at it from the business point of view, but the NBA is, is doing their work here. Like they have provided 
players and teams with experts and doctors to explain to them the science and the safety behind everything. And at this point, it feels like the people who are pushing back are just ignoring it for ignorance sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like doubling and tripling down. And it like, for me, it boils down to selfishness. Right. You know, it's, I forgot who said it, but it just continues to boil in my mind. And I understand this is a sports podcast, but we also famously don't stick to sports. You're welcome. And and the quote that is seared in my mind, and I I wish I could attribute it to to whoever said it, because I think it's profound, is America really is an experiment on its people to see just how much individualism we can tolerate. And there has been no real collectivism when it comes to this pandemic. And it has been from the highest rungs of, of those responsible down to the lowest. And we've gotten down to this completely individualized level where the talk is about rights and freedom and choice. But the fact of the matter is, is that like, if you're not being careful and you're not taking the correct steps to combat this virus, you were putting other people at risk. And that is inherently irresponsible. And it goes against freedom. Your freedom ends when you start putting other people at risk. Yeah, because you're taking away their you're taking away, you're taking their, away freedom. their freedom. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's it's really a simple concept that I I don't totally understand why people can't wrap their heads around caring for other people that's that's hard for me to get but uh, sad for me to say that i am not surprised by it at all no i'm not i at this point at this point we are 18 months into this pandemic there are four and a half million people worldwide who have died 675,000 Americans. And if you go by the article that was printed last week about how it's more than likely the CDC has underreported the amount of deaths, and it's probably closer to about 875,000. Regardless of the number, it is a staggering amount of lost lives and families who are devastated. And this is not even counting the amount of people who have quote, recovered from the disease, or at least survived it and are now dealing with life altering repercussions. You know, there, that is in, that is another huge chunk of the population. Like this is a devastating pandemic that has brought the world to its knees and to see people still to this day be so flippant and, and callous about it, 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 it really it kind of shakes me to my core that we have just, that there, there has just been this, this mass acceptance, you know, like we're a couple weeks removed from, from nine 11, one of the most horrific tragedies in American history. There were 3000 plus people who died on that day. Uh, And what we continue to hear there is never forget. Right. We have that many people dying in this country every other day. day. And it's just business as usual. And I, I cannot get over that. 
And to switch it back to sports, the one thing I will say that I really loved about this article is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a hero. Yeah, man. And <laughs> I, I love that man so much. I've never met that man, and he's one of my favorite people to ever live. It sucks because it's like convincing a group like the NBA and the NBA players to do something like get the vaccine. It, it shouldn't be on the shoulders of someone like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. And he is so willingly accepting that that fight and fighting that battle. You know, we can connect this to another story that's happening because. Yeah. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Just interject real quick. That has been bothering me since I read this story. Where the fuck is Adam Silver? Yeah. You are the commissioner of the league. You are the leader, the, 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 the grand poobah, the, the king of the NBA. Do something, dude. Lead. We've seen what happens when we do the choice thing and, and we do the like individualism. It doesn't work. We need leadership. And this step is what up, I'm, dude. This is what I'm talking about. Up. With the bubble, he he came out he was and great. was so strong and was like, we will follow the science. We will follow the data. And and now he's, the NBA is just absent from doing that. And it just feels like they've taken so many steps backward. And yes, I, I, really, have. I really hope that it, this all pans out nicely, but I'm, I don't have high hopes, but I've been, no. I've been shown in the last two years not to have high hopes. And mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I go to every single jazz game. Uh, I'll be traveling again this year. And so when the mandates at certain arenas have started to come out, I've been like, good, that, that makes me feel better. That makes me feel safer right. because I don't want to be in a room with 20,000 people where I don't know how many of them possibly are unvaccinated or contracting and transmitting the virus constantly, you know? that worries me. And so absolutely the news came out a couple of days ago that Vivint arena is going to require either proof of vaccine or a negative test within 72 hours of a game night for mm -hmm. anybody coming into the arena. And I know that there are people that are unhappy about it, but I've got to be in that arena every night. And I'm, it really makes me happy that I, a little bit of that worry uh, has been taken off my shoulders. I will say this, that the Venn diagram of the type of people who are throwing fits on social media uh, about a mandate or a negative test or a proof of, of a vaccination and people who are staunch believers in the free market, that mm -hmm. Venn diagram is a flat circle. Right. And sorry, folks, this is a private business making a private decision. And if you don't like it, I don't know, take your business elsewhere. But again, four and a half million people are dead, 675,000 Americans. We are so past the point of around. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, go home, cry, cry all you want. You have that right. What you don't have is the right to go and turn Vivid Arena into a super spreader event. I just flew back from California last night from seeing my my dad and my stepmom, who are both 82. 
who are are both vaccinated and the whole time the whole time that I was spending with them this last week it just had me thinking constantly because they would bring it up they're scared to go places because they don't know how many people are vaccinated and like the chances of them surviving covid with the vaccine is better but still not great because they both have pre-existing conditions that put them at high risk yeah same same goes with my dad my dad is 88 years old i do his grocery shopping for him yeah and so it takes me back to when people were being really flippant about masks and uh, social distancing right when the pandemic started uh-huh. uh, and that was back in march and then in april carl anthony towns his mother died and then also six other members of his yeah. immediate family Kat and had seven people close to him in his immediate family die and when we talked about you know creating the bubble back then and maybe players being like flipping about the rules and stuff it's like if you're if you're flipping about that stuff in the nba you should be required to call cat and tell him why you don't care about now, the i'm gonna i'm gonna up family. the ante i tweeted it out last or i retweeted it last night like cat should be able to swing on all of these people yeah man really you deserve to get your kicked for stuff like that to be that flippant like andrew wiggins right coming out and like totally digging his heels in about this about vaccines and and things like that like he was cat's good friend they were teammates for years how do do you look at that man how again this goes back to like that callousness how do you just shake your head and be like i don't care i don't i just i fundamentally do not understand that yeah and there's you know the touting from the players for the last few decades has been about the fraternity and the brotherhood of the NBA and how, you know, at the end of the day, they are, they all care about each other. Well, this is proof that it's not true and mm-hmm. that there, that there's a, there's a tipping point to their care and love for each other. And that sucks. Oh yeah. Like I personally, you know, I've lost, I've lost friends throughout all this and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, if at this point, if someone that you love or care about has not died from COVID, you're one of the lucky ones. You're super lucky. Yeah. 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 I've had a family member die. Yeah. It sucks. Like that person is never coming back. Yeah. And that's, again, like, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. If you I, haven't you know, been touched by this, my God. Like, like that is that is one I and I truly 100% hope that continues. Yes. I do, I do not wish that heartbreak on anyone. I've lost multiple members of my family and it's the hardest thing I have ever gone through. Absolutely. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But you know, it, it's 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 not anecdotal, man, and it's just like just because you haven't gone through it doesn't mean someone else has. I just I don't know how we get over this like completely rugged individualism and this selfishness but to me that is what is at the core of the problem uh you'd said that you have some doubts and questions about the vivs uh rule yeah uh i'm a pretty naturally cynical person absolutely as you as you know (laughs) and when i heard and was reading that the the viv is just requiring a picture of not the actual card, but just a picture like on your phone of the right. vaccine card. It makes me think we're going to get someone who's going to make a load of money 
with Photoshop. And we've already seen that there is a pervasive problem when it comes to fake vaccine cards. And maybe I'm being a little tinfoil hatty, but I can see an opportunity as it arises. And it would not surprise me at all that uh, there would there could be quite the fake vaccine card problem. Yeah. Um, last year during the playoffs, that's what they required of the journalists to get into the arenas. You know, so we went to LA, they required proof of vaccination and we showed that and it just had to be a picture. And while that was convenient for me, I had the same thought back then that that's a pretty easy thing to, to make. Yeah. Yeah. Like I suck at Photoshop. I could probably make one. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, that's going to be something that's going to be, have to be dealt with, not just Mm -hmm. by the NBA, but eventually when more places are mandating vaccines, uh, proof of vaccination, uh, that's going to have to be dealt with at some point very broadly. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what the answer to that is other than um, just having the vaccination card physically in person. Yep. And even then there's still going to, there's still going to be fraudulent cards. So yeah, I, I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Man, I would love, too. I would love nothing more than to eat a heaping plate of crow when it comes to this. Just, just skeptical. Yeah. They're skeptical as well. At the same time, I, you know, there are, there are going to be people who won't go through that trouble. And so it does increase the number of people who are going to go to events like this, who will be either vaccinated or tested. And that is a good thing. And that, that should, I'm applauding that, that there's an effort to make that in a safe place. Yeah. And let's not, uh, I, I want to make sure that it's it's abundantly clear that I am in favor of what the Jazz and are doing at Vivid Arena. I think it's great. Yes. If you're going to be holding events, then by all means, at least do what you can to keep people as safe as possible. I understand we're not going to, like, this, America's not going back into a lockdown. We're not going to, you know, we're past all of that. So I guess thanks for what I consider doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, let's switch to some lighter topics now that we've lost some more listeners. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We would be absolutely remiss if we did not bring up the fact that... Our boy. Our boy, our thick, jacked king... Our beautiful, beautiful boy, Jarrell Brantley, who we love and stand for since the beginning of this podcast, he is heading to Victor's homeland of Mother Russia. May I have speak? Oh, hi. (laughs) You may have speak, Victor. I have so many excites. I cry. (laughs) I cry two (laughs) times. One when I hear news that Jarrell Brantley 
have to leave jazz team they wave bye-bye to him mm-hmm. understand he did not do enough for at summer league yeah understand he probably not have large how you say opportunity right to play for you to jazz mm-hmm. he now have number one opportunity <laughs> yeah. in mother russia <laughs> i i leave my cabin right I have invested very many monies <laughs> in Belarus. I take money and I buy season ticket. I see JRL at every game. I I cry when I hear news. It is joyous day. It really is beautiful that the tragedy of Jarrell leaving the Utah Jazz becomes the the treasure and opportunity for Victor to experience a jazz man in Russia land. It, it's so beautiful and we're so happy. It better feeling than when Andre Karolinko come home. <laughs> oh man. I love I also really love I'm gonna Victor, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to come on number one Youth the Jazz podcast. Oh, God, we love having you here. And uh, many blessings watching the Thick Jack King. He has so many muscles. He does have so many muscles. Uh, Greg, one of the things that I, I really enjoy about this story is that Jarrell is going to go play with OJ Mayo. That's number one, I think. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to... What a beautiful thing. But there's also, you know, other guys, Isaiah Cannon uh, and a couple other American guys, along with a bunch of Eastern European players. And I think it's going to be really interesting for him. It's And there are few people in the world that have such a positive attitude about life and every opportunity that comes their way outside yeah. of Jarrell Brantley. And I really think that he's going to take advantage of everything. We're recording this on Sunday, the day that Jarrell is traveling to Russia and his, his family's going to be joining him there after he gets settled in. Yeah. I'm excited for them. It's going to be what an interesting adventure in their lives. Yeah. Not just that. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you have with what you said he's got such an awesome opportunity to play big minutes for this team yeah and really get that experience uh it would not surprise me to see him elevate his game and he finds his way back to the league would not surprise me at all would not surprise me one bit but that man got paid too yeah he's making he's making a bunch of money to go play basketball in russia like that's that's generational wealth right there like his kids taken care of his wife's his his fiance, I should say. Oh, actually. Oh. Jarell and Jarell and Alicia got married on the sly. Oh, let's go! Yeah. Hell, I had no idea. Congratulations yeah, to the uh, to the newlywed couple. Well, they've got they've got honeymoon money now. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm just I'm so happy for that kid. Like, getting to know him during our interview, you it's just so rare that you get someone that genuine. Yeah playing in a professional sports league in that down to earth. And I, I was a fan of Jarrell before we had that interview. I was a bigger fan afterwards. I am like, I'm always going to be on the Jarrell Brantley bandwagon. And this is such a cool opportunity for him. Like he's going from being a, a, a G league end of bench guy 
to more than likely being a starter on this team and playing big minutes. And it's just, it's, it's so great for him and his family. Yeah. And we're going to keep up with Jarrell and keep everybody apprised of his movements and how he's doing over there. So that's uh, not, it's not the end of us talking about our, our thick Jack King here on unsalvageable, but I still need him to drop that workout routine King. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My DMS are open. Um, another jazz player who is close and dear to our hearts had uh, did the- something last week. <laughs> He's so cool, man. Okay. Jordan I love Clarkson. Him so much. The, uh, the cool guy solstice owner <laughs> does it again. Jordan Clarkson does it again. There was a, was it KUTV? Was that it? It was. And I, I, I just want to say KUTV, you got to drop the whole interview. Drop I know, the- I, I know you have it. We've gotten the clip. It went viral. It was incredible. We need the whole thing. We, we need want the, it. We want, we need the Snyder cut. We want unedited raw footage. That's what yes. we want. That's what everyone wants. Give us the Clarkson cut. Yes. Uh, the reporter, Haley Crombleholm, uh, she posted it to her own Twitter. She's a reporter at KUTV. And honestly, that's the best way to go about something like this is to just self-deprecate right from the beginning because then yeah. no, no one hates you. We all love Haley now. And sure. so if you haven't seen it, if you're not aware of what happened, Haley, a reporter at KUTV, was doing man-on-the-street interviews. And the man on the street that she came across was Jordan Clarkson. And I mean, so p- what I'm thinking is that they had to be looking for jazz fans probably to talk about the vaccine mandate because it was the day that that news had come out. Yeah. So she's probably going, are you a jazz fan to Jordan Clarkson? He's like, yeah. She goes, the question is, do you go to any jazz games? And he says, yeah, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes along with it, you know, and, and uh, Haley has him spell his name out and, and, just that he went along with it is is far and away the best part and just really great stuff from Jordan Clarkson and and we need that full we need the full interview we want it to drop they they could do it'd be so great for KUTV you could build a whole special around it and bring Haley into the studio and have her talk about it you could get another quote from Jordan Clarkson I'm sure that the jazz would provide that come on like that this is great great content Make the best of it. You know, that clip from Jordan was one of the best things that I'd seen on Twitter in quite a few days. And it's, you know, Clay Thompson talking about how much he likes scaffolding (laughs) 2.0. It's it's just so great. I love when reporters don't know who they're talking to. And it turns out to be someone like Jordan Clarkson. Just great stuff. Uh, And we can't say enough about Jordan Clarkson. His hair looks great, by the way. He's he's just an incredibly handsome man and so i got a i got a quick question for you yes do you follow boris diao on instagram no should i oh yeah you absolutely should oh my god he's like doseki's man in real life you know (laughs) yeah like he every every other post is like oh i've been camping in canyon lands uh for the last five weeks with my dogs and then like oh here i am in morocco having coffee next to this incredible bazaar something like that you know like he just lives this like incredible life and like jet sets all over the world Mm -hmm. 
And it's truly one of the coolest men to ever live. I say that to say that like, it is astounding to me that I can, I can sit and talk on this podcast and, and say with it beyond a shadow of my, of a doubt, Jordan Clarkson's cooler. He is the coolest guy. Like the jazz had one of the quintessential cool guys in the history of the NBA and Boris Diaw. Right. And he's been supplanted. That's how cool. That's how cool this guy is. He shares a birthday with Prince. I know it's, it is really unsettling sometimes how cool Jordan Clarkson is. Cause like last season he went to a game that he, he wasn't playing in and he wore a, a, a very, very light pink, like sweater sweats jumpsuit. I remember the fit. I basically have the same thing. I have like a very light pink Savage by Rihanna onesie. Love it. I cannot wear that in public. Because newsflash, I'm not that cool. (laughs) If Jordan Clarkson were to put on that onesie and wear it in public, he'd be on like drip feeds everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's an yeah. un- unbelievable amount of cool that he has. Uh, something to aspire to. Something all of us should be looking towards. <laughs> Six man of the year. Fit God. Yeah. Bucket getter. It's also kind of funny to me that the like that Haley, you know, ultimately didn't know who who Jordan Clarkson is. You know, I'm sure there, or I, I know for a fact that there aren't a whole lot of like six foot five black guys in Salt Lake. Uh, coming out of city Creek <laughs> coming out of city Creek, uh, with face tattoos, but, um, <laughs> it made for, it made for golden television. So. And completely endeared Haley to all of us. Totally, She's our favorite yeah. KUTV reporter. Now <laughs> she'll be even cooler if she dropped the full interview. Yeah. Come on, Haley, drop the full interview. Be a lot cooler. If you did w- one other thing, oh, I, we didn't put this on the rundown, but I just think that it's, it brings me joy. Uh-huh. It brings me joy <laughs> to think about the situation where Daryl Morey tells Ben Simmons, I won't be paying you. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's just because what he what's happening right now is we're actually coming upon something that could be like unprecedented in the NBA and it's mm-hmm. really important is so Ben Simmons has refused to go to training camp he said that he he refused uh some of his Sixers teammates to even go and talk yeah, like to a him. players only meeting right yeah said I don't want to see him I never want to be a part of the team ever again now we've had situations like that happen in the NBA but then they turn around because these guys need to get traded and so they make some face a la James Harden last year mm-hmm. he refused to go to training camp he didn't go to training camp he showed up in the preseason you know out of shape and not given a about his team but he was not, there not one bit yeah but he was there what Ben Simmons has said is that he will not be there. And he's aware of what fines and penalties could be imposed on him, including the Sixers being able to withhold his salary. Now, if the Sixers were to not do that, if they were to continue to pay him, the NBA would be outraged. You'd have owners and GMs on the phone with Daryl Morey and Josh Harris, the owner of the Sixers saying, no, man, you can't do this because it would set an incredible precedent Uh where players could just, force their way out of teams and also get paid. There's, there would be no recourse for the teams anymore. Yeah. 
And so what's going to happen is either they're going to be able to find a trade or they're going to not pay him, which I, I will find hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still holding out hope that we get the Ben Simmons for De'Aaron Fox trade. Send him to Sacramento, man. Send him to basketball hell. Yeah. Let him go fight for playing time with Marvin Bagley. Send him to Orlando where he has to play with Markel Fultz again. (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) What a whiny little baby. It's amazing. It's amazing what this has come to. Yeah. Uh, And it just, it can, he continues to prove me right about everything I've ever said and thought about him. He's a piss baby. Yeah. He's mad. He's throwing a tantrum. Uh Uh-huh. Because he can, because he was never forced to grow up or get better. He was coddled. And this is what coddled children do. Yep. And to make a free throw. <laughs> yeah. Just make you got, you got scared by Trey Young <laughs> in a critical playoff moment. Hey, in Trey's defense, very good player. Yeah, very, very uh, uh, on one side of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's like quite literally the worst defender in the league. Like, Great. and you, you are s- almost seven feet tall and almost, I don't know, 250 pounds. And you, you're not dunking that. That's what scared you are. And then you're going to pull stuff like this, bro. You shot worse than Shaquille O'Neal at the free throw line. And it's funny because like the player players who have done this before, um, most recent ones to think about are like Jimmy Butler, James Harden, right? Yeah. But those guys are good. Those guys, <laughs> those guys don't have the problems that Ben Simmons has. Yeah. Like after, I mean, look what, look what Jimmy did after he did that. He went and like got the heat to a finals. Yep. James Harden is a two-time MVP and I am not condoning what they did. You know, I think you could probably put the piss baby label on both of those, those two, but they have the ability to back it up. Right. You know? And they, they, they didn't go this far. They didn't say like, I like never yeah, talking to him too. won't show up. They understand the business. The audacity. <laughs> the audacity. Really, really tough stuff from Ben Simmons. Really. Bro, Philly could build an entirely new arena with the bricks you threw up during the playoffs. <laughs> and they should. Yeah, they should. They're, that stadium's a dump. The Wells Fargo Center is not great. It, it's, it's terrible. It's gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that just brought, that brings me joy. I am enjoying watching that, uh, that whole saga unfold and being able to watch it from afar and not having to cover it. Shout out to, uh, Derek Bodner, Rich Hoffman, Kyle Newback, who are still covering the Sixers. They do a great job at it. You should follow them and everything that they do. And, uh, once again, another year of drama, they have to cover cover rather than basketball and closing it out today. Uh, cause we're just, you know, we had to catch everyone up. There's a lot of things going on. And the uh-huh. last thing that we have to catch everyone up on is the, the broadcast crew for the jazz has changed. And how did they get Holly Rowe is what I'd like to know. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know, but that might be the free agent acquisition of, of the year for the Utah jazz. Really amazing. Like you are correct in that, that, I, I'm not joking that I thought it was a joke because yeah. I thought there, Oh no, that 
there's no way. And then to get the press release from the jazz, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Chris and Kenny left at the end of last season and she, she's actually now working for Vivint. Um, yeah. Which is great. She's doing great there. But the bigger change most recently is that we know that Matt Harpering is now out. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will you grant me my moment? Oh, yes. Uh, Greg, please take the floor. Mr. Harpering. Number 15. Uh, I don't know what number you are in my heart. Uh, quite low. I want to go on record, sir. And, and let the people know that we, we have been feuding for a long time. There is no love lost between us. And this week, that feud came to an end. And there can only be one winner, as you know, when it comes to competition. And sir, sir, I won. <laughs> I made a proclamation on Twitter.com years ago saying that I would not rest until that man is out. And, and what happened this week? You're gone. You're fired. Bye-bye. It feels so good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I wish you, I, I truly do wish you the best though, Matt. I'm not going to miss you on the broadcast at all. I'm literally crying because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> We have replaced the human version of, of vanilla yogurt. With Holly Rowe. How did With they Holly do Holly Rowe. I don't know how they do did it. Do you understand that that is like going from like four day old chicken nuggets to like a porterhouse steak <laughs> from Peter Luger's in Brooklyn? I, you know, I will, I'll go on record by saying that I know almost nothing about Matt Harpering and because I'm in the arenas watching the jazz games, most of the times I almost never hear the broadcast. Uh, I've had like no interactions with him. I've, I've had tons of interactions with Craig Bullerjack, uh, who's just a great guy. He's can't, such a sweetheart. I can't say enough of good things about Craig. Um, he, he's called me multiple times and just had really great conversations about things and really great person. I've, I've had like no, no interactions with Matt Harpering. So I have no opinion at all. And yeah. I don't, I don't watch the broadcast enough to even have an opinion there, but I've seen other people's opinions. The thing that, that, and, and you know, I'll show, I'll expose a little bit of my ill will that I've always found very interesting when it came to Matt Harpering and that when I was covering the team, uh, years ago, probably, you know, close to 15 years ago during those, those boozer D will memo, Matt Harpering teams, right? <laughs> there was nobody on that team that had more disdain for the media than Matt Harpering. Uh, and then to become a member of the media and then to become a member of the media was just confounding. Mm -hmm. But anyway, happy trails guy. The broadcast is going to be so much better this year. The trailer that the Jazz put out for their broadcast crew that introduces Holly Rowe and then has them all standing together with her in the middle is was really great. Uh, it's very well done. 
very well done. Really funny. I like, I like Craig Bullerjack starting it out by going mountain Mike, mountain Mike, breathe it in guys. They're all, you know, <laughs> they're all doing their voice warmups. And then she yeah, comes it's like anchor man. Yeah. And she like Kool-Aid man's into the room and, you know, just riffs off this long sentence of, you know, alliteration and bringing guys' names to it. It's just great. You should watch it. It's on the Jazz's Twitter feed. Um, really excited about it. I'm really excited uh, mm-hmm. to, to welcome Holly into the media contingent. Um, really excited for Jazz fans to to hear her knowledge on the game because it is extensive and a really, really good pickup for the Jazz broadcast. My question for you is, uh, is Holly going to be in the booth with Bowler? Like, is she going to be the, the, the color commentator or is she going to be taking like Kristen Kenny's role and being like the sideline reporter? I mean, there's, there's two answers to this. The first one being, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. We're okay. going to find out probably at the first preseason game. Yep. If I had to guess though, it is really, really hard for me to imagine them putting Holly on a sideline. Right. Yes. Agreed. If anything, I would expect for it to be like a three-person booth with uh, Craig, Holly, and Thurl. I would uh, love that. I. That's what I'm assuming, but mm-hmm. it's a complete assumption. I absolutely don't know. And so we'll, we'll find out in the coming days. Might even be able to find out tomorrow at Jazz Media Day. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm uh, speaking. I'm of- so happy. Like, that's that's such a good, just such an incredible get. And we've seen, you know, Kate Scott was hired uh, to do play-by-play for the Sixers. I forget her name in Milwaukee. There was a, it was the. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know who you're talking about, but the, her name escapes me as well. Yes. I mean, it's really, really nice to see women get their due and get their place because the, these women who have been hired have been working in the industry for so long and they absolutely deserve these positions. And so it's, it's really great. And I I couldn't be happier and I'm so excited. Tomorrow is jazz media day. We are right around the corner from everything else kicking off. And I'm starting to get very excited about basketball season. Uh I know there are going to be bumps along the way and that there are going to be hard things that we're going to have to talk about because this year is another year, like the last two seasons that we've experienced, but all that being said, uh, I can't wait for it to all get started. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And again, uh, like, yeah, we're going to dive into a lot of, a lot of topics this season. Some will probably be a bit uncomfortable, but that's what we do. Yep. And we're happy to do it. Greg, I think we put a bow on this one here. Let's Uh, do it. Yeah, Got a busy couple of days. We'll be recording while I'm in Vegas and hopefully have some great content uh, to share with everyone there. Uh, I am very happy to report that I will, myself and other beat reporters who regularly cover the teams will be able to do in-person interviews this year. Hell yes. And so the the content and what you'll be getting from me is going to be back at a higher level. And so can't wait for it to get started. Uh, I love that for you. I love that for me too. You guys know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of the things. Give us those five-star reviews, uh, those those iTunes and Spotify reviews. They really, really help us out. And we want to reach, we want to reach everyone. So help us do that. 
Uh, you can send us an email if you have questions for future mailbags. Uh, you can send us the email unsalvagablepod at gmail.com. Follow Greg at DadChampDad. Follow me at NBA Sarah. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.